Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Arrow on Target. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Arrow on Target. It was really weird. It was a strange intro. I don't know who that person was, Chris. <laughs> Tonight we're playing some catch-up. Must catch have up. been the Earth 2 version of me. Oh, whoa. Ah, no. That's just, see, I'm just disgusted by it now. And they are incredibly annoying. These are flash references, if you can't tell. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the whole, I mean, that's the thing. Whenever you say it right now, it's like, oh, gosh, man. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just a disgusting thought now. It's confusing. Super confusing. Very confusing. Um, I loved Earth 2. We're catching up with uh, a couple episodes of Arrow. This is true. Code of Silence and Taken. Yeah, so the first episode. Uh, let's just dive right into what we liked about the first episode. Yes. Can I talk about what I liked the first time? Absolutely. All right. This is something a little unconventional. Unconventional? Did you notice anything special about this episode, John? I did notice that there the the action mm. was incredible. Yes. Do you and know why? The destruction was amazing. Do you I, know why? I do know why, because I looked it up in the middle of the episode. Ah. Yes. Um, but tell us why, Chris. It was directed by James Bamford. <laughs> he is a stunt coordinator. Um, he also directed an episode earlier in the season called Brotherhood. We talked about that at length on the podcast. Oh, yeah. About how cool that looked. <laughs> and this one, we had a long one shot running yep. out of a building. Oh, we gosh. had a top down um, fight, uh, knife fight. That was amazing. Um, we had uh, a couple other really great fight scenes. And we had one fight scene end, and over their left shoulder, another one was going on. And then we immediately go to that one. Yep. It was just a really well orchestrated action oh, episode. Yeah. I honestly like. <laughs> I want him to direct every episode now. And I'm Dude. like, why aren't you, why are you not having him direct every episode? He even did a, uh, pulled a West Wing on us um, whenever we're in the theater mm. and Thea and Oliver are talking. Yeah. He's backing up, like the, the shot was backing up up the stairs yeah. through the uh, through the turn, yeah. and 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 it was amazing. Like I was like, "Holy crap, this is amazing!" I immediately knew at that moment where there's a kind of this this shot, this like kind of handheld action where it's like they're they're talking and they're coming up the stairs. I was like, "Something crazy is going to happen in this <laughs> in this space. Something insane is going to happen." Yeah, um, awesome. So that's that's honestly what I loved the most about this episode was just like watching. I I love Arrow anyway. Like the yeah. thing is, like as much as like you know. Uh, even if it, sometimes you know, like, ah, the storyline's hokey or whatever, and then, right. like you just kind of get frustrated at people lying all the time, like repeating the same mistakes. Which we can talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that on the next episode whenever we dive into uh, the stuff about uh, even, even, Oliver's son. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, even this one, you know, like we'll talk about it in a second. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Chris. Yes, yes that's see, right. See, that's why we do them together because they blur together. That's right. Um, but uh, as much as that, like you just when it comes down to it, Arrow is just an extremely compelling show. Compelling characters, yeah, um, and story, and I love seeing one of these episodes directed really, really well. Yeah, I feel like you can do a lot more artistic things with Arrow than you can with Flash, mm -hmm. even in Worlds of Tomorrow, and uh, a, lot, a lot more like edgy yep. things, and I love it. I mean, and this season it's been nice. I think we've we've struck the balance really well of of the arrow action and then also having some political intrigue going on uh throughout as well. And whereas like I think it was uh was it season season two we had Isabel Rochef and stuff like that where where it was supposed to be kind of a um 
a business intrigue where I think this, as from a political standpoint, it's more compelling this season uh, to have the, the politics side of things than it was to have uh, dealing with, oh, well, who's fighting for power at Queen Consolidated and yeah. stuff like that. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's nice this season, I think, to have this additional type of, of scene and type of conversations to have uh, to pull into. Um, especially like with the, with the advisor and uh, Thea and that their relationship uh, and things like that. It's been really nice from that standpoint. Yeah. So this episode, Thea finds out about William Oliver's son um, and all uh, on her own, basically. Yeah. All on her own. Um, she's, you know, Oliver's keeping secrets from her, uh, but she's largely okay with it. That's, that's kind of like, let's talk about both these episodes for a second. Okay. So like what's on, what's weird about this is, she was okay with it. Felicity was honestly okay with it. I think they've all come to terms with like just Oliver's secret keeping for some reason. But then Felicity's mom is not okay with uh, with Detective Lance keeping well, secrets. Well, see, uh, see, I wouldn't say Felicity's okay with it. I think that Felicity, it's it's less. Uh, and in fact, at the end of uh, at the end of the next episode, yeah. whenever she has that last conversation where she says it's not even that that. Uh, that you have, it's not that you have a son. It's not that the, this that this has happened. It's that you lied to me about it, and then it's not only that you lied to me about it, but then the you're not even talking to me now about it. Yeah, I think um, it's, he's making decisions just unilaterally. Right, that's the thing. I think it's more. Uh, this is just me. I think it's more along like she's upset that he has cut her out of right. that part of his life entirely. Right, and it's not like because. She, <sighs> Uh, what's what's um, what's William's mom's name? Samantha. Samantha. So Samantha tries to tell uh, Felicity, you know, that hey, it wasn't Oliver's fault. It was mine. This is my whole mess. Like I did this, and so I think Felicity knows that she understands that, and I think she understands the motivation for why Oliver didn't tell her that. Yeah, and then but then even after that point, he goes on and and continues to to yeah. make. Like you said, cut her out. Yeah, you're right. right. It's 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 not even the fact that um, she was lied to. It's like not only that, but he's con- you're continuing to just make decisions and just do things without uh, it being a true partnership right. in a way. You know, Which, you know. Here's here's the deal though. Like, let's just get be honest real fast. Like, they're not married, and she's been really like she hasn't been completely committed. You know, like to Oliver this season either. Like. He was going to propose early on, and she and he held off because you know, like, because she wanted to get back in on on Arrow, basically. right? Yeah, and, and she was keeping secrets from him. She kept that huge thing from him. She'd been helping them. Yeah, and and but then once once you they are engaged, and once you're engaged, it's like it it is that like okay, this is this is but a there, serious thing. I mean, true. I and agree with this, that. This is this is not only a uh, transitional thing, but and and she literally just had a conversation with him, being like, it's not this, it's that you feel like you didn't couldn't tell me and she's like it's not even not even that it's that now it still is that way where you feel like you can't you can't trust me or 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 seek my advice about things or or you know yeah. whatever yeah true and so i mean it's 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 an ongoing thing and i think that's the the biggest issue and again like it's weird because i think these two episodes they fit together well because there were compelling conversations and compelling arguments on both sides of the 
keep secrets and don't keep secrets side. Like there right. were, there were completely, okay. completely compelling arguments for those things. And even, even in the second episode, whenever we're talking about, Oh, do you want to be, uh, do you want William to be part of your life or do you want to send him away and, and protect him? Or do you just, you know, bringing him into your life, protecting him and all this stuff. Like there were compelling arguments on both sides where it's like, Oh, that's a, I, I, that's a good point. Oh, that's a, that's a good point too. So, and so it's like the, the fact that they're presenting both sides of this is also, it throws monkey wrenches in there. I think it's, it's meant to, um, in a way, uh, create fan discussion and fan conversation because it's like, there's going to be people who land on one side of things. There's going to people be people who land on the other side of things. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not being like a, I'm not saying that Felicity is wrong. Right. But then, you know, like, but then I do want to point out there's an inconsistency in the way that she treats, she's treating Oliver, but then she'll go and tell her mom, hey, I'm sure that because she knows the other side, yeah. granted, she knows the secret. Yeah. She says, hey, he's doing this to protect you, which is, if Oliver had told her that, she would have flown off the handle and said, you're not protecting me, yeah. which we've, ta- we've, we've shown time and time and again on this show that right. this does, keeping secrets doesn't really protect anybody. Right. It just like messes everything up. Very true. And, and so for her to then turn around to her mom and say that, she's like, what? Yeah, like I thought that was a that was a weird moment too. And even at that point, I was like, "How? What harm does it take to to just tell her, not tell her the full thing, but be like, I'm a cop. My life's being threatened by someone, and I don't want you to be in danger as well." Right. Like, Chris, did that conversation go poorly or go well? Well, I mean, yeah, it's like this is a simple solution, people. Yeah. Just tell what you can tell and say, "I can't tell you everything." Because I'm a police officer and I can't tell you everything, right. you know. But I can tell you that I'm in danger and that because of me, your life is in danger as well. Right. So I mean, it's just it, I don't know. That was the there was a simple solution to a complicated, uh, a seemingly complicated problem that no one really pointed out and was like, oh, here's the solution. Right. Before we move on to like just the larger kind of story like um, aspects in these episodes, like I honestly would just want to ask the question. Why do they keep dealing with the same issue? Why do yeah. they keep dealing with keeping secrets and lying? With this lies. Is, I mean, how many seasons? Like, is it has have we dealt with this every season? At least a few episodes out of every season. I don't remember first like first season really dealing with it that much. Like, I remember uh, Thea, dealing with like secrets, but I remember not like I don't remember dealing with uh, the dichotomy of like, oh, well, I shouldn't tell secrets. You know, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a should I shouldn't I tell secrets or should we or shouldn't we keep secrets? Right. Well, you was, know, for a while it was like all about like how secrets messed up everything and pushed right. everyone away. Right. And then I thought that we had all learned from that. <laughs> right. You would hope so. And then you know, then this episode we we have uh, we have people keeping secrets and and like you said, the kind of inconsistencies sometimes with characters because it's like well. You've you've felt this. You felt the repercussions of people keeping secrets from you to to quote unquote protect you or mm. whatever, and it doesn't feel good, and it's not. It doesn't end well, and it ends up hurting everyone. Yeah. So why are you now pro that? And maybe that was maybe that was the point. Maybe that was the point of being like, well, she's she's you know has, hasn't really decided for herself how she feels about this mm-hmm. because again whenever someone's in that position of keeping a secret from someone else it's like man it's easier to keep the secret than it is to tell the truth sometimes yeah and unless you're in that position it's easy to say you shouldn't keep secrets i don't know i, I mean i get it i, I understand I, I mean i understand that like yeah i just don't, happening I, I just don't like it you're right I, I just don't like that we're we continuously 
dig this same theme up yeah. out of uh, out of each season. Right. Yeah. At least we're not, you know. Well, I guess we still are. I was about to say, at least we're not like just making Elver the bad guy in all this. But I mean, in some way, we are. <laughs> I mean, and I, you know, uh, he kind of is. You know, like, I mean, let's true. Just, but let's just be honest. Barry told him, "Don't tell lies." You know, Barry told him, "I've seen the future," and you, uh, you shouldn't tell people that you're, you know, or you shouldn't, shouldn't not tell Felicity. <laughs> I understand that, like, but in this oh case, I'm not, you know, I'm saying he should have. I'm just saying, like, yeah, this one's more understandable than any any of the other secrets Agreed. he's kept. Out of Agreed. all of them that he's kept, this is the most understandable. And right. if she can forgive him for all the others, yeah, and and eventually, I think we'll come to terms with it. I yeah. think, I think, I I really think that uh, that this episode and these two episodes together, like, because they deal with that same theme of like keeping secrets. Hopefully, this is where that kind of ends, and we can kind of move forward from yeah. here. Um, and obviously. Obviously, we're not going to deal with Oliver's son um, much more in this season because yeah. I mean he's he's out of town. They, they, him and uh, his mom are, are are away. They're gone. We, Oliver doesn't even know where they're at. Oliver's so, not going to. Well, the kids not going to know who Oliver is till his 18th birthday. So. Right. And so I don't know, man. It, it, we we probably won't deal with that storyline again, which is fine. Which is uh, we, I I think that this is a good good place to be. I kind of wish that uh, that we may bring it up maybe next season or something like that. Maybe one or two episodes each season where we deal with that type of uh, uh, situation. Right. I don't know. I mean, I, I want to deal with his relationship with his son. I definitely want to see that again. I don't want to necessarily like. I don't want you know the every secrets. single every, well. I don't want every single season it to be where some villain has kidnapped his son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would get old fast. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh man, penguins poisoned the water supply again. Yeah. You know. Uh, William. Captured again. The the, the large story beats. Um, I like so I, I've actually I've liked the story arc where Felicity uh, gets shot, can't walk. Like it's very kind of callback to Oracle. Like they very intentionally said that, and now we're, we're we've moved on. Like she can walk again. And I yeah. like the I, I liked the imagery behind her. Like she was able. She was she didn't roll, roll out on Oliver. She walked out on Oliver. Yeah. You know? Well, she was she walked away from him. You know, it was just it was a uh, it was a yeah. You're right. It was it was a really poignant scene. Yeah. So I mean, I'm glad that we're kind of uh, beyond that. I don't know if we'll really even deal with it anymore. Um, uh, I like that uh, Curtis. Curtis, you know, referenced in the in both episodes where where, where Curtis is uh, is deeply involved in this situation, and I really like his character. Yeah, I want to see more of him. I think yeah. he'll end up being Mister Terrific. I'm really not sure um, when that'll be, mm. um, but yeah, because we even referenced uh, in this episode him him being. Um, trying to make it to the Olympic trials, and so yeah. like so he's a Olympic call or Olympic. Uh, Oliver calls him, like says he's terrific. Yeah, and so it's yeah, it's a uh, it's gonna happen. And even on one episode uh, earlier in the season, whenever he was fighting someone there in the uh, in the lab, he throws a ball with a T on it. Mm. Um, at the I person. did not notice that. And so it's it, that's exactly what Mister Terrific does. So he's gonna turn into Mister Terrific. Just don't know when it will be and what role that will play. I think yeah. it'll be cool though. I, I'm I like his character a lot. Great. Speaking of characters, um, that. Have entered into the Arrow universe. Yeah. Okay. Vixen showed up in the next episode. Super awesome. Okay. So, um, yeah, really cool. What I wanted to, to touch on with her, though, she has been in the animated uh, uh, CW like online web series. Yeah. And so that's 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 where that she came from. Yeah, that's which I'm gonna of, have to go back and watch, man. I know. I, I haven't watched it either. I haven't. I haven't watched it. And then whenever whenever he referenced. Um, 
it's something about uh, oh yeah we we've met before or the last time we met was quite animated or yeah. something like that. It, I was like yeah okay that's from that animated uh, CWC show. Right. So I really need to go back and watch because um, her character is awesome. So Loved it. number one sidestep for a second. Yes. <laughs> if her story is this cool, why couldn't that have been like some of the the flashbacks or something? Yeah. Instead I, of whatever random story we're dealing with now. Yeah, and then, yeah, the flashbacks. Hmm. Anyway, that's, <laughs> end that aside. Uh, okay, so there was, a, there was an interview that Entertainment Weekly did with uh, um, Andy, Andrew Kirsch, Kreisberg. Sorry, I'm just mispronouncing his name. Andrew Kreisberg. You got it right earlier. Yeah, I know. Whenever, uh, and, and they talked about Vixen, and they asked him if she could get her own show in the future. Um, Calling out the the statistics that Wednesday Wednesday's episode with her drew 2.7 million viewers and a 1.0 in the demo, which is a slight uptick over the week before. So they asked him, and he said I uh, that he doesn't have any specific plans as of yet. Quote: I think this year we're taking it easy and seeing what happens. Referencing the fact that the Berlanti verse already has four super series across two networks. Hmm. Still. Quote, I think anyone who appears anywhere on any of these shows has the potential to be more if there's a demand for it from the studio and the network, and certainly the biggest demanders would be the audience. That's why we try to cast these parts almost in a way as potential series leads or series regulars. That's why even when we did the cartoon version of Vixen that we got someone like Megalyn, who knew had who we knew had the potential to portray her in live action as opposed to just finding some random guest voice actor. Yeah. Dude. Oh, um... CW boss Mark Pedowitz said at the recent Television's Critic Association's press tour, hopefully that character could actually spin itself out. If not, maybe join as one of the legends. So like, it sounds like they really want to do something with Vixen. Dude, I love Vixen. I love the character. I love love uh, bringing her in this week. It made perfect sense. It's like almost it, almost to the point of why didn't we bring her in earlier this season? Right. If we, you know, so that's why I'm saying like, what if whatever the I haven't watched the animated series, but whatever the storyline there was, yeah, what had been the flashbacks? Well, I mean, it's I know that it deals with uh, Flash, Arrow, and Vixen, ah. and so it's it like they're all it's it's kind of current timeline. So that's like where everybody's getting kind of the idea that she could have her own thing because they put right. her on the same level as Flash and Arrow. Yeah, and it's and and she she owns that too which is awesome like again like even in yeah. the uh, like he says in the animated series they picked the, this actor to play her in the animated series because they knew at some point there would be a team up with the uh live action uh actors yeah, which so, is I mean, which is cool i mean so cool. this is the thing that just blows my mind is like you know they know what they're doing with this television uh universe <laughs> they really do it's insane and it's like you know it's kind of like where you know there's this like weird weird dichotomy where like all the these WB shows or sorry CW DC comics <laughs> shows yeah on television like they have their whole television universe like this thing's together man like yeah. they, like they understand what they're doing yeah. they're running things right mm-hmm. whereas Marvel's not really but then you flop it and like DC doesn't really really have his like its movies where they want it right. the universe is not really even there yet but then Marvel really has that together you know like yeah, and I think so. Thinking about like the Marvel TV universe, like there is no, like other than so it's supposed to all tie in with the movies, right? And so 
the Agent Carter, which I've been I've been keeping up with. Agent Carter is by far the better show between Agent Carter and uh, A- Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Agent Carter is amazing, yeah. and it is at that level of oh yeah, this is in the Marvel universe. This feels. Uh, like the movies, mm-hmm. the storylines and these uh, characters hold up like super hardcore. Mm-hmm. And um, because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got off kind of on this weird kind of footing for season one, it just didn't quite solidify. And even now, it's very complicated. That universe is very complicated right now because you don't know what crosses over with the, the movies, what's going to cross over with the movies, what actually, you know, I, you don't really know where you're at, where yeah, you yeah. stand with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But you're right, where the CW shows is like, man, they have such a deep uh, pool of people to pull from yeah. that... They can pull in all these characters and like have all these interconnecting storylines and yeah. have animated TV shows on <laughs> online and stuff. And it's just and amazing. then they show up on the live action, right? And then that yeah. same person just pops into the, to this universe and it's like, holy crap, this is awesome. We should make that a topic for next week on our main podcast. We've been talking all night. We don't know what we're doing next week besides recapping the Academy Awards. Let's put that. Let's write that down. All right, as a topic. All right. be the top. We're going to talk about the differences in Marvel and and uh, DC. Television show and movie universes. Yeah, I'm writing it down right now, Chris. That's a brilliant topic. Um, but anyway, I did want to bring it back to uh, to the first episode that we, we talked about. Mm. Uh, the characters that were putting all of the demolition bombs and things. Oh, yeah, they were awesome. They were amazing. And what's interesting is they were uh, kind of throwaway characters in a way. Yeah. But they had personality. And they had uh, – you could, you could look at them and basically feel that they had – Epic backstories, and that they yeah. they were uh, that that they were worthy villains and worthy uh, fighters of these characters, and I loved that aspect. Like you think about, I think about in the animated series of like Justice League and and Teen Teen Titans and things. All the time, they'll bring in villains, and they'll have a style, and they'll have a a vibe and a look, and and because of that. They're more intimidating. Whereas with like League of Assassins, and even up until this point, um, with uh, Damien Dark's people, they're all just like faceless, masked people, you know, with hoods. Yeah. And they're ninjas, and we're supposed to be scared of them, and then we're supposed to be intimidated by them, and they're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to think they're cool or whatever. But these characters, immediately, whenever we saw them, I was like, these people are, like, these characters are somebody. These, these are what we should be having every episode, every week where we're dealing with this stuff is it didn't take much. Like it didn't take any setup. It just took really good character styling, really good acting and incredibly good action, uh, to make us buy these characters as, as villains and as intimidating villains. So I really wanted to just point that out where it's like, man, I want to see more of that in these shows. What? So I think, was that the first season? What was the name of the, the, uh, the villains that we had that, um, put on like masks. They were like the Queen of Hearts and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what, what were they? What were they called? The Royal Flush Gang. Royal Flush Gang. That's what this felt like. Yeah. And that was back in season one, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel it, like that it was, was like in the first yeah, string was, of episodes. It was season one for sure. Yeah, and like, and so it, it called back to kind of that kind of stuff. It's like I love that. Like I, we don't need a Deathstroke. Uh, tier villain every single time. Which I mean, even Deathstroke is like. He's been the he's the best villain that that Arrow has had. Yeah. Um. And, and so, like we don't, but we don't need that every time. We don't need another Damien Dark every single time. We don't True. like. We just need like show the the not, not even necessarily street level thugs, but just like people like uh like 
we saw this week, the Demolition Gang. Like, yeah. th- that was awesome. It was like, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see more of that. Yeah. And, and I maybe want, even repeats, you Like, know? give them personalities, you know? And these people had personalities. These people had a uh, had an interplay, and, like, yeah. we had people even take down Diggle this week, yeah. you know? It was great it was, writing. It was really good. And, and again, like I said, they didn't really have much dialogue. They really didn't do much yeah. other than fight right. and stand in a room uh, for a few seconds, but... It was enough, and and the way they were portrayed was enough to make me invested in them and go, oh, this is different. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing as with like the action. It's it's not like like you talk about the beat by beat stuff that actually happened mm-hmm. uh, this episode. You're like, oh, well, they got together, they punched people, things blew up, and and things fell down. Yeah. But then the way it was delivered was so intense and so right. good that it took it to another level. Yeah. So. Again, same thing. This episode was just that episode specifically. Cut, cut that out. It was amazing. We Start finally we finally found out the source of Damien Dark's power. Holy cow! So what was weird was we we finally established some rules for magic in this world, right? Uh, at least at least in these two cases. I don't know if, like if it will apply across the board. Which uh, thinking about the backs, like the the flashbacks, like let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. Why couldn't we have set up those rules yeah. in the flashbacks yeah. earlier? I don't know. But I mean, the uh, I guess it, it was supposed to be kind of a reveal whenever um, whenever Vixen was like, "Oh, well, my power comes from a totem. His probably comes from a totem too." I mean, the thing is, they alluded to it like the first episode of the season, like back whenever he would open up that cabinet, mm-hmm. like put his hands in. Mm-hmm. Like we knew something was happening, yeah. and then they just don't they don't say anything about it for ever. Until like now, fifteen episodes. Yeah, so you know, I agree. They should have set it up earlier. They should have done it in the flashbacks. Made those actually mean something. Yeah, uh, but it's kind of crazy. Like, and I'm trying to think, what were the what are other magical characters that have been on this show? Constantine on, on this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's Constantine, um, who doesn't seem to need a totem. I mean, but we just don't was, know. But he was collecting artifacts and collecting things, so other people didn't get them necessarily. Um, right. And I don't know that we've encountered that many more. What about um, on Flash? On Flash, we've encountered metahumans, but I don't think anybody magical just we've yet. We've got uh, Vandal Savage. Mm-hmm. Like, he's magical. Yes, but his is tied to... Is it tied to that knife, in a way? I don't think so. I don't think like so. I think it's just... That was the, her knife. That was right. Hawkgirl's knife. I... I I don't really, I don't really know if he has a totem. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, we'll see if this continues to, um, to show up and crop back up. But at least in this case, it worked out where, um, Damien Dark has a totem and it's this like idol thing, and he now is powerless. Which is why, I mean, what do we? We've basically beat the big bad. Yeah, and that's that's also strange because if we're going into this break. Um, which apparently we are, we're going into like a month long hiatus of the show. Uh, Where do we come back? Where do we come back to? The biggest thing that is still hanging in the air is, uh, the, uh, Oliver and Felicity relationship. Right. And I mean, Oliver's out of the race now, like entirely. seems like it. So, I mean, that's not even, but he could probably come back because again, Van, uh, not Vandal, uh, uh, Damien Dark has been arrested now yeah and so where does that leave the uh the group of people that malcolm has taken his place in like i mean are we now dealing with malcolm as the big bad oh man i mean honestly okay okay, let's let's talk about that for a second okay they have been setting up malcolm in the in the past since we came back from the break yeah as a big bad yeah like thea's not even on board with him anymore 
And Dude, the only and reason Thea just needs to, to to kill the guy. I agree, and I think that's probably what will happen. She'll she'll end up being the one who kills him. I mean, and she needs to be the one who kills him because he's he's just messed with her and messed with her and messed with her. And he gave her another speech in this episode about how much he loves her and how much you know, like he does all this because he loves her. Like this is that's, where was that two episodes ago? That's well, it's because we know it's a lie. <laughs> of course, he just uses it to manipulate and she her knows it's a and lie Oliver too, at this point. Yeah, and or so, should. Well, I mean, I feel like she's gotten mad at him before. Whenever she found everything out and all that kind of stuff. But then he does one thing right. and it kind of redeem him and stuff. And it's like, he's at this point, he's just past the point of, of, of redemption. And I think the audience's minds, yeah. like the audience is very much against Malcolm. He's just not a good dude and, right. and just needs to be eliminated somehow. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, do you see him like taking dark's place at the head of hive? I do see him being involved in Hive. I do see that that's probably where we're going, and that's what he was trying to do because he got kicked out of the head of the League of Assassins. Why then wouldn't he seek out another uh, powerful, horrible, uh, mysterious organization to lead? Right. Well, I mean, and we know he has it out in for Oliver. Like at this point, he he sees Oliver as taking taking uh, the title of. Ra's al Ghul and the League of Assassins away from him. <laughs> like, that's all he ever wanted. He doesn't you know? see it as Oliver saved his life and Thea's life. No, but this is this is a, a, lar- a very egotistical man. True, true. He's, yeah, he's just a terrible dude. And that's the thing. Is just, Thea just needs to kill him. So do you think we're switching? You know, you think we're like we're done with Damien Dark and now like the real big bad of season four or whatever. What is this season four? This is season this is six? four. Yeah, four. four. Season big, real big bad, bad of season four ends up being Malcolm. Yeah, I think that that's where we're at. I think that's the only thing we're left with right now because I don't think Malcolm is going to get his powers back. Um, you mean Dark? Yes, sorry. So I don't You're think fine. Dark is going to get his powers back and – Maybe Dark ends up helping us a little bit, helping Team Arrow defeat Malcolm and Hive Dang, a little bit because be, he's just, be crazy. He's just bitter, you know. I also think about um, Damian Dark and um, oh, what's her name? The uh, the other candidate, uh, his wife. Yes, the other candidate. Like she seemed like she was really invested in Hive, and so I also wonder about. Um, That's my. That was my other question. Like, mm. okay, now that so now that Dark's out of the picture and they've saved all of her son. Can he get back? I guess legally, and then can he can he get back in the race? You know, because you still like wouldn't want her to win. She's still super involved with Hive, right? And it's obvious that because because she didn't, um, she's lied every time that they've they've interacted with her, and yeah. she's she's led them around directly into traps and yeah. things. So it's it's obvious that she's not a good no, person. She's a puppet, right? And so, well, maybe not even a puppet. She may be the puppeteer. Um, mm. in a lot of ways, because it seemed like she was really pressuring uh, Damien that he should have killed Oliver whenever he had the chance, yeah. and all of these things. I mean, she's probably more involved and more uh, evil than even we know. You, you know, think she's point. the big bad? Maybe, and that's the other. That's the other unknown. Is it's either it's either going to be switching to Malcolm, which I think he's definitely going to be playing a role in the uh, the big bad situation. Yeah, um, depends on what role he's playing because I think that really it seems like she maybe doesn't have the mystical powers of Damien Dark, but it seems like she's more on the um, 
planning and whatever level I of mean, hive. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you still have hive to deal Brain with. Trust. E- either way, I think hive is what you're dealing with because you don't need Damien Dark's magical powers in order for hive to be a threat. Right. Hive is a threat either way. Right. To to all, I mean, I guess to, to that board of directors or whoever that is, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. The hive mind. Who but, knows? Ooh, the hive mind. I like that. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, I really don't know. I really don't know uh, who will emerge as the victorious leader. You know, whether it's going to be her, whether it's going to be Malcolm, it, it'll just play out in some way. Yeah. But I mean, I, I hope know. that whenever they come back, like we have a direction because, like, right now, I mean, you think about you know for for your antagonist to have a direction, you need a or your protagonist to have a direction, you need an antagonist. Right. Right now, it doesn't really feel like we have a. Clear cut antagonist. Yeah, we just know there's bad people out there. Right. And we don't know quite who to target. Yeah. So we'll find out. I imagine we'll find out pretty early on in the season, in, in the uh, the next episode. I think that they didn't introduce, they didn't pull basically what Flash did and have like a cliffhanger at the end of this mm-hmm. one because they wanted that moment, um, the emotional moment with Felicity and with Oliver. And in to some play ways, that correctly. is a cliffhanger. And in, some, in many ways, most ways it is. I think I was left with more of a cliffhanging, empty feeling after that scene. Mm-hmm. And that that uh, moment, then I would have been with a reveal of Malcolm stepping into the light as the new leader of Hive. You know, I, I definitely think that this was probably the right way to end it. Yeah. Um, rather than uh, anything else they could. I have mean, done. it takes a arrow. I mean, it, it shows both shows uh, heart. I guess you know, yeah. like this is a, is a very uneasy, uncomfortable vibe at the end of it and then the other one was like very exciting like oh man we know yeah yeah let's do this you know it's yeah you're right you're right uh one thing i did we mentioned on on flash on target that i wanted to mention here was uh, on flash this week uh, we uh diggle and lila were over there and the the big reveals there number one diggle's getting a new helmet yay because that thing looks dumb See, I don't think it looks that dumb. I just think it's impractical. Well, that's why it I, looks. That's th- why it looks dumb. I think you look at his his like they're all about functionality on the show, and they're all about like yeah. uh, they're they're all about Oliver being able to move and Thea's suit. Like it's it's got all this cool stuff where it's like she can move, and which by the way I will say she had some amazing action sequences this time of leaning out the back of a uh, oh, out, yeah. out the back of a uh, motorcycle to sh- take down other motorcycles. Amazing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like they're all about the functionality, and then his helmet like there's, it looks, there's no looks, field of view. I know that's why it looks dumb. It's like super frumpy. You can see his face. Yeah, you can. Like s- you can basically see who he is. It looks. It looks like a Lego helmet. You can hear his voice. Yeah, I mean it's just the worst, dude. Man, I realize what, they, what do they call him? Spartan, <laughs> right? His name is his code name is Spartan. So it looks like a Spartan helmet. Oh but yeah. It, oh yeah. But. It we looks like a cross between a Spartan helmet and Boba Fett. Yeah, but we really don't have Boba Fett. Uh, we really Fett. don't have to uh, have to go down the route of making it ex- like as impractical as a Spartan. Like technology right. has has uh, has enhanced has been enhanced since <laughs> the Spartans uh, were the dominant military force. Right. So Cisco is going to work his magic like he has on the arrow suit, you know, and right. Um, a uh, lot. I think he's probably designed all their suits all at this point. And then he was like, "Well, Diggle, and blah, blah, blah. so he's gonna make Diggle a new uh, helmet." Right. So even White Canary, like even even yeah. uh, Sarah's yeah, suit, true. He, he designed that. He's just a genius, man. He's great. Um, also, Lila he is go now into fashion. Chris, he should have a fashion line, the Cisco fashion line. I mean, that, that should be how they already f- sounds like a thing. They sh- that they should. That's how they should fund. All of their uh, their scientific <laughs> research and the 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 Flash uh, team. Yeah, how about we actually like uh, fix up Star Labs so it doesn't have a whole big hole blown in it anymore? 
<laughs> Chris, they, that would involve bringing in too many people that were going to find out uh, Barry's identity. All he has to, to do is stay it. away for a while. <laughs> I think it's okay. <laughs> uh, oh, and then yeah, the other development was Lila is now head of Argus. Yeah. And so, like, you know, we were we discussed, like, I don't know how that happened uh, since she wasn't involved with Argus at all at that point in time. Yeah, and I pointed out how probably all of the heads of Argus were killed at the same time that Amanda Waller was. And so, yeah. who else is going to do this? Do we get a brand spanking new person in here? Right. Or do we get, you know, somebody who's been in this situation before? I also think Amanda Waller keeps so many secrets that we're going to be uncovering and peeling back the layers of that for Which, quite some time. I like that idea. I like my other point. You know, it is that, you know, like in the flash, she's kind of getting her feet underneath her. She doesn't really know what she's doing. I'm like, would you really put someone who doesn't know what she's doing? And is that inept at her job in yeah, this position? But again, I think like who's who better? Like who else? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm just saying like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, But I am excited yes. that now Team Arrow will have better access to Argus yeah, and they won't connection. be an adversary anymore. Yeah. Yeah. A direct connection to, to, um, this agency. And so I will say this, uh, we mentioned that Vixen came in on the episode. We talk about Mr. Terrific a little bit. Yeah. These are characters that, that it's nice that DC has such a, a deep catalog of really good characters to pull from Yeah, because as we discussed, I think last episode, uh, that we talked about how they're somewhat eliminating characters that are going to show up in the, in the cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. It seems, yeah, we don't know that for sure, but it seems that they're eliminating characters from the show that are also going to show up in the, uh, in the cinematic universe. And so it's nice that, Hey, we can pull in awesome characters like Vixen and awesome characters like Mr. Terrific. Of course, that is until the cinematic universe decides that they're awesome and decides to pull them in. Right. So anyway, that's it for this week, man. We want, let's let's give this thing ratings. Oh my gosh! Okay, okay. so episode uh, the first episode. First episode. Uh, what was so Code, I, Code I, of I, Silence? Yeah, I'm gonna give that four hoods because, like, I wasn't impressed with a lot of the show except for I was impressed with the direction and the action sequences. Yeah, and it's it's amazing how much the direction and the action sequences can really uh, can really do, especially because like you said, there was like a couple of confusing story beats where it's like, why are you acting like? Why is this character responding this way? And, um, you know, haven't we dealt with this before? Like that whole, that whole situation. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give this one a good solid four and nodding up to a little bit higher than that, but probably a good four, four hoods out of five. Cool. What about the second one? Second one, I'm going to give it a solid man. Ah, Cause like it, while while it had some uh, really cool moments, it also had some of those same problems where it had a lot of weird stuff. So I'm gonna give it a 3.5, uh, 3.5 hoods out of uh, out of five. Because just because, man, it's it wasn't nearly the uh, the awesome action as the previous episode, and it, like I said, it had some of the same problems. But I also in, like while while there were problems that I'm gonna have to be okay with and gonna have to accept that we're dealing with this stuff the last scene with Felicity and Oliver was so strong and it's such a uh, well-delivered scene. Yeah. Um, And like I said, poignant scene. Yeah. That uh, 3.5. I'll give it 3.5 as well. I really liked Vixen. Oh my uh, gosh. Forgot about Vixen in that episode. It's all blurring together, Chris. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so so like that, that, that pushes it up for me um, to 3.5. Nice. Check us out online at saintargetpodcast.com. You can check out our mainline podcast this week. We talk about Oscar nominations. 
<laughs> Oscar, just some dude named Oscar. Yeah, we just talk about Oscar. Oscar, Oscar, nom, 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 nom. Oscar, nom, Oscar, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> uh, and then uh, <laughs> this is amazing. That's uh, so good. Um, um, yeah, and then we also <laughs> talked about VR. Yes. And the price of VR. And uh, something else. Hundred dollar oh, Batman yeah. versus Superman tickets. Uh huh. So yeah. Yeah, just check check that out. All things of interest to the listeners of this show. Yes, yeah, so you should text me those topics because I'm gonna forget that whenever I'm writing the post later. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, at Twitter, at, at, on Twitter at ChrisRight250, <laughs> and JohnWright777, and at StayOnTargetPod. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Arrow on Target. <laughs>